Stations of the Cross. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast here at Wingfleet BIC, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm joined by our youth pastor, Pastor Wes Hillis. Hi. Hi, welcome. Sorry, I'm laughing because we just talked about what we were going to call it. Did I name it wrong again? (laughs) You said Good Friday. Welcome to our I love Good this. Friday this episode. This is two in a row. We're doing great. Well, this is literally Youth Podcast 101. Oh, man. So I have no excuse. I have no excuse. We did I apologize. talk about what we were going to name it before. Yep. So I'm I'm guessing we just got stuck on that. And yeah, I was sitting here. I'm like waiting for it. I'm like, that, nope. that, no. <laughs> But you we know, keep it. We move on. We go. We do. We, we move, move on. on. We, we move keep. On. We keep uh, trucking along no, here. After the podcast, we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so we have one special treat before we get started. Wes yes. is trying to become a coffee drinker. Sure. <laughs> You're not. That's what you I'm said. I'm like trying. I guess. I just. I've never been a coffee drinker. Never yeah. really liked. Co- I don't like the taste of coffee. So because I like the smell of it. It smells just fantastic. You walk it? into a coffee shop, it's mm. like, mm, that that's aroma is like study and like it's perfect. Yeah. Many of us are coffee drinkers here and um, literally so all we of you. are yeah. So we are trying to support Wes in his life goals. And so we have a special beverage. I've actually made this for Wes. Um it is a vanilla bean latte. A latte. A latte because it's like kinda like coffee light. Mm-hmm. So, and he's going to try it for you. And if you'd like a picture of Wes's, oh, here he goes. Oh, and? There's just that coffee taste I don't like. <sighs> I don't like that. But I feel like I can't explain it very well, but because I don't, I don't know if that's just the coffee taste or if it's something yeah. else, but it's just so strong, that coffee taste. It's just like, I can't do okay, it. Okay, this literally has. <laughs> Like I know. Almost no coffee I in know. it. It's a lot of milk, a lot of vanilla simple syrup. I know, but syrup, I still... Homemade vanilla simple syrup. I brought my milk I gotta be completely honest. In. I gotta be completely honest. I don't mean to hurt your feelings at That's all. It's okay. I taste I can take no it. vanilla. What? I taste no vanilla. All right. That's fair. I put a lot of vanilla syrup in yours. I know, and I don't know. I just don't... I don't taste it. If you'd like a photo... I'm gonna keep trying it. Keep but. trying it. Yeah. Maybe you'll warm up to it. If you'd like a photo of Wes's... I think I can drink this. Yeah, you see. Because it's a lot... It's not as the strong as the coffee, but we'll, we'll yeah. have to see. It is quite milky, guys. If I fall asleep at my desk... Because I have ADHD, so caffeine has the opposite <laughs> effect. If I fall asleep at my desk, it is all your fault. And everyone will thank now me. Now I purposely no. fall asleep at my desk. And <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you keep enjoying that beverage. And if you would like a photo of Wes's delicious beverage, just please ask us because we take lots of photos around here. Lots of great photos. <laughs> Julie is the keeper of photos. And video and yeah, sound. Yeah, that's right. Keeper of all things. Yep. Yep. So no, we're talking about uh, Good Friday, Easter, um, Youth this week, we have looked at Stations of the Cross and that journey, journeying with Jesus and as community. Um, and I have to say it was a really awesome and fantastic time. It was really great to practically walk through. This is going to sound really weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't like how it sounds. But to practically walk through the end of Jesus' life, yeah. which that just sounds. I know. It sounds painful. And it, it was painful. Like it, it is painful to walk through. It's a weird. It's weird to be 
excited and thankful and it is morning like it's a whole it's a really strange combination of emotions because like i don't know about you but i am very thankful that jesus did that oh 100 um, percent. he paid the price for us and yes i'm very thankful and it's something that we celebrate which is also weird because jesus i think i think it's jesus i think we don't like to look at the pain though I, that's no. something we like to avoid we don't like to look at the pain like people you could think of movies or all things when there is pain or there is suffering people turn away from that because they're yeah. like no that's like i can't do it and you know and i'm sure you probably feel this way about carrie but i know i feel this way about like my kids and my husband but like to see them in pain oh it's the worst like, feeling in the world uh, it's awful. It I'd almost rather be in pain myself than 100%. to see people I love suffer. Yeah, no, rather take the pain on ourselves yeah. and actually feel that. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's an emotion or a feeling that is kind of, you kind of learn mm-hmm. with people. And the thing is, Jesus had that at all times. Like, it's just crazy to think that this one guy. Mm-hmm just he's not just one guy but if we were to make this if we were to break this down really simply Mm -hmm. this one guy took all the pain and the sin and the death for literally everyone yeah in existence and it's just like when you really think about it it's like no like that's it's mind-blowing to think and it was a really awesome time just to go through with the students. Mm-hmm. That speaks to how incredibly um, extraordinary and how special Jesus was. That he was the one that could do that. Like, you're not capable of that. I'm not, not capable all. of that. Yeah. Your death isn't going to, you know, yeah, and Jesus, save the world. No. And Jesus, the thing is what Jesus does, and he consistently does this through scripture and with us, is he raises us up to another level. Mm-hmm. Like he, it doesn't matter how, when I did my, my sermon on March 19th, the youth, mm-hmm. I said that Jesus has constantly raised up people who are outcasts, who are pushed down by society yep. and everything. And what I realize now, thinking back to that is how much the enemy pushes us down as human beings, mm-hmm. pushes us to the side, pushes us down, like just wants us to suffer and yeah. just doesn't want us to actually know God. Yeah. Pushes us so far to the side. He's the father of lies. And the thing mm-hmm. is, Jesus raises up humanity again and again and again. Like, if you look mm-hmm. through the story of the crucifixion, which we're going to do, we look at how the trial with Pilate, but it's like looking at the mob, looking at everything, Jesus still. Like, there's any chance through the, any of that time, Jesus could have been, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had enough. You people could have turned so many times. But he says, well, he says nothing. No. He doesn't defend himself at the trial. Not really. Like, And any time they question his godliness or anything, I'm pretty sure it's the only time he speaks and it's like, I am, or like, yeah. he confirms it. And it's yep. just like, the amount of pain and everything was in that it's just crazy well, well even has someone ever blamed you for something that you didn't do oh yeah of course oh, yeah. right <laughs> yeah or like and i've done that as a mom who left that who did that and it was like you're you think it's one kid but really it's the other or sometimes it's someone else and you're like who did that i think it was you and yeah you know like what did jesus do wrong what did he do wrong ultimately pilot says 
Pilate says, I find, he find no fault. Yeah. No fault with this man. Which, I mean, I gotta, like, you gotta say for Pilate, like, he was backed into such a corner. Yeah. Like, he would have a mob civil war, like, break out in front of him if he didn't do what he did. And yep. he still made his choices, which are hard. And, but, like, through the whole trial, Jesus is, he doesn't deny it, doesn't deny these things. He stays there silently through all the beatings, through all the flogging, like, through all of it. So the yeah. crowd mocking him, yelling at him to free this other man. He, he just doesn't. It's it's just like he's like, no, I, this is just, this is, it is what it is. Yeah. And from that, to then have to carry your cross while being mocked, while being stripped already, and you've just received beating. And look, if we look at the, the picture of everything. Mm-hmm. He was picked up by guards early, like late, late night. Mm-hmm. Most likely hasn't slept. So now you have all these trials and all these things happening through the like mid-morning, like really early in the morning. Because when we speak, when we look at scripture and it says, when the sixth hour darkness fell over the land and the ninth hour, it kind of went away, like that yeah. kind of went away. If it was nighttime, it would have been dark already by like seven o'clock. Yep. The light comes back. So that tells me it's in the morning. Okay. So all of this is happening in the span of like 15 hours. Yeah. So he's already been like woken up for a full day. Yeah. Then been arrested. Then been trialed. Then been flogged. Then carried for like. So he's he's already exhausted. The amount of exhaustion. Oh yeah. And it's just it's mind blowing, because when we when Jesus actually picks up that cross. We, we did this at use where we actually had a cross come in. Dwight Maher made us a cross, which is fantastic. It's a great, great thing. And I'm just going to say, Wes, um, I was downstairs checking it all out, and it is heavy. Like, I lifted it up, and I was like, whoa. I don't know who, like, they yeah. clearly used the elevator to get it down. No, we didn't. We, we, oh, we carried wow, it down. there you go. <laughs> well, it's just Dwight now. We picked up a Okay. But Fair enough. I would have used the elevator because it's heavy. It's super heavy. And it's made from barn beams, so we don't, like... The cross in Jesus' time, it would have made some some wood in the region. Mm-hmm. Not sure which one necessarily. But the cross we have is seven feet by four feet. Jesus' cross would have been extremely much larger. Well, yeah, because... To go into the ground yeah. and to stand up and the width to hold a man's arm span. Like, it's... Yep. The heaviness and the awkwardness of carrying that. Like, sometimes I don't think we fully understand that Mm-mm. how long how far would he have carried the cross do you have any idea oh man um there is records of how far he would have actually carried it but i don't remember oh that's okay i was just curious that's right i think it's a few kilometers mm-hmm. he would have had to carry it like through the city up a hill and everything is going uphill too so it's <sighs> yeah and he does receive help at one point because of the exhaustion yeah like simon of cyrene comes and helps and we talked about that as well and but there's just this this constant mocking from the crowd, and I think that, like, he doesn't relent his spirit at all, Mm-mm. like at all. Like he he could have any point given in and said, "God, nope, we're done with these people. It's over. Like we can't do it. Yeah. They're they're like, they've lost all hope and all help." Well, and even 
how would that have made Jesus feel? So even back to his trial, I don't mean to backtrack yeah, yeah, no, on you no. too far, but the people chose Barabbas, the like, he was like a bad guy. Yeah, because the, the Jewish people were viewing for a messianic king yes. of victory and triumph in the, in a physical manner way. So they saw Jesus as a bigger threat than Barabbas? I don't think it's they saw Jesus as a bigger threat. They saw who would get them what they wanted. Hmm. All right. And what they wanted was Roman out. They wanted Jewish independence. They wanted people to rule over all the nations. They just didn't realize it was a spiritual form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. And the thing is, like, I sometimes wonder, like, we we, we talked about this before the podcast, the, the thief on the cross. Yes. Like, where does he fit into your theology? Because he didn't have baptism, he didn't have confirmation, he didn't do sinner trial, he didn't do any of that, but he goes with Jesus to paradise. And I wonder, because you you see in the Roman guards, it says the Roman guards, when they saw Jesus actually die, they said, truly, he was the son of God. Yes. I wonder, those guards, those people there, all those people who we, see, who we look down, like, oh, they mocked Jesus, they did all these things. How many of them are with Jesus in paradise? Because they realized the truth in that and they mm-hmm. realize the belief or yep. you look at the guards at the tomb who ran to the temple not even back to their company they ran to the temple because they're like like this is you're not gonna believe what happened you're not gonna yeah. believe it because they knew they wouldn't be safe at their camp they knew yeah. they had to go somewhere else and they had sanctuary there and it was just like i'm just like jesus death like if we really look at it over the years, let's, let's, let's do a history thing because okay. I like history. If we were to take Jesus' death and then 2,000, how many years we have, like 2022, mm-hmm. 2022 years later, how many people it has touched, yeah. how many people it has brought to face and has saved them. Like it's the fact that Jesus loves all of humanity loves all of us like knew all of us before even the first molecule came to be mm-hmm. is mind-blowing and it's such an incredible thing and what i love in scripture when we actually look at the death of jesus it's not a very long passage Mm-mm. but the resurrection is and because the resurrection of jesus actually raising back to life well, that's the important part, It's, it's right? important. Yeah. But we forget that Jesus like, descended and defeated, like, defeated death and defeated yeah. Satan and all of these things. And like, there's not a big part in that. And I think there's something about God in that. And that is, it doesn't matter. Like, Jesus, like, there's no question in that. Mm-hmm. There's no thing of, like, huge epic battle of something. But no, it's, like, done. Yeah. Because that's the power that Jesus has, the power God has, that it was, like, just like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I sometimes am just like, God, you literally blow people's minds. Like, I, I think of my family as a Christian, and I, like, my mom and dad aren't Christian. My brother's not Christian. My grandpa, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But I look at my brother, and I think, man, you would be on fire for god 24 <laughs> 7 man like you don't even just a know passionate it guy, eh? just yeah. such a passionate guy and then if you had faith if you if you had this relationship with jesus man it would like mm. you would rock so many people's worlds 
to the point of where they would be like, well, Jesus is a real person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just so incredible that Jesus can reach people. Like my, my prayer through my whole life is just that my family can meet Jesus. And I think of a time like Easter that there is no better time to kind of do that mm-hmm. because when you look just at the physicalness and the realness of it, like Jesus's death is actually such a recorded moment in history. Like the Jewish historian, uh, Josephus writes mm-hmm. about it. Okay. His death and resurrection wasn't a Christian at all, but death and resurrection. Oh. You have multiple scholars who actually write about it too. So many people wrote about Jesus's death. They've done medical records on Jesus's death. Really? The uh, American medical record society or whatever actually viewed jesus death and viewed it through scripture and said how when he was stabbed because people thought he faked jesus faked his death and that's how he appeared Mm. to people later on but if you actually look at it after death when people are pierced in their side there's a phenomenon that happens where blood and water come out okay and that only happens to people once they die oh so we see there that jesus did die like people, like people have accounted Jesus' death as such a historical moment that he was crucified, that he was de- like died. So, like science in its fact has proven that Jesus actually, like history, science has proven yeah. that Jesus actually did die. And the question is, and this is the question we ask our youth: Is do we believe he did what he did? Mm-hmm. Do we believe that Jesus was raised back to life? And ultimately what that comes down to is one, your relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. your faith in God, and really where your heart is. Yeah. Because if if our heart is at the point where it's this where I this is where I I think I struggled in my journey. Because I came from a spot where when people told me that Jesus died for me. I rejected it because mm. I was like, I can't handle that. I don't like people having to suffer for me, people having to go through things for me. That's like, I hate that. Like that's, I don't, I do not like that. To this day, I do not like it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I had to let myself relent that. Like I had to let God change my heart on that to fully understand it. And I think if we were to actually say yes to jesus like invite him into our heart invite him into our lives where it's like accept the death that's that's the thing like accept that he actually did die like that's something that like that changes you from the inside and i think it's just like like this amazing thing and i think it takes it it takes time like like this relationship with Jesus, some people hear the word of Jesus and they are just instantly changed. And I, I completely understand that. I was not one of those people. It took time for me to keep hearing the words of Jesus and to keep in this weird relationship where I was like in between, I was like on a fence and I was like, I'm not sure Jesus, if you are real. And that changed for me when I was like, no, he actually died for me. And I remember it was at my first senior high retreat when I, when like, I like, I think it's when I, I fully kind of accepted mm-hmm. it. Like I mentioned how I like in a car ride on when I was doing my sermon, like God, I should yes. pray that. I was like, yeah, that was there. But the Jesus part, I was like, I, nah. I was still struggling with that, the whole death thing. And I remember we were singing, great are you Lord. Mm-hmm. And 
does hit me like a ton of bricks. Like just like so great that you literally died for us. And that just blew my mind. And I think that like in our world today, which is so filled with like who knows what anymore, but so filled with misconceptions and untrust and brokenness and like I had a I had a professor once tell me, he's like, Am I forty years of pastoring? You guys will experience more brokenness in the world mm-hmm. than I have in your first five years. Wow. And I was like, thanks for the pep talk. <laughs> but he's not wrong. I have never seen our world more broken than it is today. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think honestly, what our youth need, and I, I hope this, I hope this with a passion. That they can come to Christ, they can know Christ, that they can know Jesus is there for them, has been there for them through all yeah. of eternity. Like that's the thing that's crazy is that Jesus isn't just wasn't just there for you on the cross or now today, but through your whole life, through all of eternity, has been there for you. Like has known you, has been there for you. Been like I, I still I'm gonna hold you, mm-hmm. and that to me is just like. And when, when we can realize that, that's mind-blowing. And that's something that changes us so ama- immensely. Yeah. And I think that this this generation that is growing up, I hope that they live out this faith that some of us have struggled with or some of us mm-hmm. find hard. Yeah. Because... You know, though, I, yeah. was, I was thinking the other day, too, about it. So I bought... Uh, stick with me on this story. I bought some seeds because I like to have sprouts. And I don't know if you've ever had sprouts on like a salad or something like that, but they they grow fast. So it was these seeds and it was like five days in a jar and I was going to have sprouts. And you could see the change instantly. It was like I put some water on them and bang, off they grew. But I always think like not all seeds are like that. Like you can plant a seed and it's like yeah, it can take five days to grow. Or if you're planting an oak tree... How long would an oak tree take? Oh, yeah. No, it's years. And that's the funny thing because that's what we're like, too. Sometimes you plant a seed like you've probably seen or I've heard or experienced people who went to Sunday school as a child and then left. And then, you know, later on as an adult, they came back around sort of thing. And then there are others who have always had a, like from childhood had a strong faith or, you know, have always attended. And that's just the, it's it's such a weird thing is because we all have such a different journey. Yeah. And the thing is like, like Jesus talks about this with the mustard seed. He talks about the planting of a seed, like Mm -hmm. that. And as pastors, as church staff, as anyone, it hurts to say, but the most you can do is plant a seed. Yeah. doesn't matter what person's journey is or mm-hmm. how much you help. The most you can do is plant a seed, and God's going to work in their heart. You can be for that person, and I think it's important to be there for that person. But when it really comes down to it, you can only plant a seed, and you hope that. And you pray, and you help support, and you try to be a good influence. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, planting a seed, I struggle. I struggled with that. I don't know if I still struggle with it. I struggle. I Maybe I do. But I, like... The fact that youth can come to youth group and everything, and I may only plant a seed. I may be with them for seven years, grade mm-hmm. six through grade 12. Yep. And I may only plant a seed. 
and all my prayers all my hope is that that seed can grow into this mighty mighty tree yep yeah i think that oh i think that um yeah as we're finishing up as we're getting ready for no easter sunday Mm -hmm. just to reflect on the journey of the cross yeah and just how jesus does this amazing thing through all the pain Mm -hmm. like we can look through all scripture at all the redemptive stories god does through all the brokenness and through all the pain god still does great works yeah and one of the most painful scenes through all of history god saves humanity and i think that if we can choose to love jesus choose to believe jesus because at the end of the day we are just like that thief on the cross yep and jesus that thief on the cross went with jesus because of belief mm-hmm. awesome wow thank you pastor Wes. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor West, if you have questions or um, would just like to converse with him anymore, you can reach him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com. Just not about coffee. (laughs) Or if you have a better recipe for a latte that you would like him to try, maybe one that's stronger in vanilla or a caramel next time, then feel free to deliver one to his office. Um, or mine, actually. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, my email address is julietwainfleetbic.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. And um, we're praying for you and wishing you a great Easter weekend. Yeah. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.